this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Brie Larson, finally out of P.E. from 2005. You've come a long way, but you're not as strong as you think. This war is just the beginning. I'm not going to fight your war. I'm going to end it. Captain Marvel held its world premiere in London, England on February 27th, 2019. Throughout its history in Marvel Comics, Several different characters have taken the name Captain Marvel. For the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain Marvel is Carol Danvers, a former fighter pilot for the U.S. Air Force. The role of Carol Danvers would go to actress Brie Larson. In 2017, Larson told Vanity Fair that she was initially hesitant to take the role. Captain Marvel would be the first female superhero to get a standalone film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She goes on to tell Vanity Fair, quote, It took me a really long time. I had to sit with myself, think about my life and what I want out of it. Ultimately, I couldn't deny the fact that this movie is everything I care about, everything that's progressive and important and meaningful, and a symbol I wished I would have had growing up. I really, really feel like it's worth doing if it can bring understanding and confidence to young women. I'll do it. End quote. Captain Marvel had a worldwide opening just shy of $457 million, which made it the sixth biggest opening of all time. And it was the biggest opening ever for a female-led film. By the time its theatrical run was over, Captain Marvel had a worldwide gross of over $1.1 billion, the first ever female-led superhero film to pass the billion-dollar mark. Landing the role was huge for Brie Larson becoming the face of an entire franchise. But she'd already been a working actor for years, even winning an Academy Award, Golden Globe, and BAFTA for her role in 2015's Room. In this clip from The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Larson talks about her first acting role. You were on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah, my first job ever was doing um, a skit for Jay Leno, The Tonight Show, and... They liked what I did, so they kept bringing me back. I think I did like a dozen or two of these like fake commercials. Um, it's kind of where I learned that I had comedic timing. Yeah. It's... <laughs> but Larson's first major role came in 2001, when she was cast alongside Kat Dennings, playing the daughters of Bob Saget's character on the WB sitcom Raising Dad. It's okay to be curious. That's, that's normal. But you're 10. You're not, you're not ready to be kissing boys like that. Well, I just saw them kiss in the movie and wondered what it would be like. You remember in Toy Story 2 when Woody got his arm ripped off? 
Yeah. We didn't go out ripping off each other's arms now, did we? But the role would be short-lived. Raising Dad was canceled after just one season. But it was during this time that Larson got into playing the guitar. In a 2007 interview with Stylus Magazine, Larson said, quote, I fell deep in love with the guitar when I was about 11. I started getting lessons from various friends and such while I was on a TV show, and we had a musical guest on the show. Her manager took interest in me. All of a sudden, I had a manager all before I had even thought about putting a record out. I just loved music, man. I was just some scared little kid. Well, my management wanted to make sure I could write music, so they set me up with some producers who really didn't think I could write either. They gave me some dusty track called Butterfly, of all things, and told me to come back in a week. I did. I stood in front of them and sang my song, and they were both floored. They turned to my mom and said, Did you write that? She laughed and said no. They took that song to a couple different labels. Tommy Matola heard it and signed me sight unseen. Butterfly turned into Invisible Girl, which was the first real song I had ever written. End quote. Tommy Matola had been the head of Sony Music Entertainment since the late 1980s. In 2000, he partnered with Universal to launch a new record label. Matola chose the name Casablanca, an homage slash resurrection of the old label started by Neil Bogart that had released its last album in 1986. Matola's first signings to Casablanca included Lindsay Lohan and Brie Larson. So, on October 18, 2005, Brie Larson would release Finally Out of P.E. on Casablanca Records. I heard that Brie Larson isn't your real name, that you changed it for show business. Is your real name Gorgonzola Larson? The album kicks off with Life After You. There's several producers on this record, but Life After You is co-produced by Richie Jones and Rick Wake. Rick Wake is a four-time Grammy winner in addition to being a two-time Oscar winner. He's best known for his work with Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, and Barry Manilow. The song was written by Blair Daly and Troy Verges, both of whom are best known for their songwriting in the country music world. Life After You was released as a promotional single prior to the release of the album. I've been on a roller coaster since you said we were over cause you didn't want to be tied down I felt like a loser wasted any use so scared to move without you around I thought I was gonna die it turns out I survived Up next is Whatever. No, that's the name of the song, Whatever. At one point, this song was supposed to be released as a single, but for reasons unknown, that never happened. Nothing much of note really about this one other than sharing the great name of the man playing guitar on this song, Rob the Onion Math. Let me repeat. Rob Rob the Onion Math. After a simple question you want to answer, babe, why you playing with me? Peter Zizzo is the producer and co-writer of Falling Into History. He also plays guitar, bass, keys, and does the drum programming for the song. 
Zizzo is considered to be instrumental in developing the careers of Avril Lavigne and Vanessa Carlton. But he's also produced a lot of children's music for Nickelodeon shows like Blues Clues and The Fresh Beat Band, which won him a Daytime Emmy Award in 2013. Falling Into History also features guitar from Jerry Leonard, who's best known for his work with David Bowie in the 2000s. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jumping around a bit in the song order, let's talk about the title track, Finally Out of P.E. It's one of eight songs on the album where Brie Larson was the co-writer. Here she is talking about coming up with the title in a behind-the-scenes clip for her She Said music video. The album's called Finally Out of P.E. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, it's really awesome because I've had a lot of um, say in it. I got to write eight out of the 13 songs on the album. And uh, I just had an awesome time making it, and I hope everybody enjoys the album as much as I enjoyed writing the songs and going through the whole process. I was in junior high when I found out that I was going to get to do an album and that I was, you know, a signed recording artist. So right when I found out that I had gotten a record deal, I was like, yes, I'm finally out of PE. And then I was like, well, light bulb moment. Yes, that's what I'm going to call my album. Prior to the release of the album, Larson performed the title track with her band for AOL Sessions. And here's a bit from that performance. Hey, this is Brie Larson. Welcome to Sessions at AOL. Come on in. Loser In Me is another song co-written by Larson. The song features backing vocals from Renee Sands, best known for her role as Renee on Kids Incorporated, where she played the sister of Sarah Ferguson, better known as Fergie. In the 90s, the two would go on to perform together in the group Wild Orchid, with Fergie eventually leaving the group to join the Black Eyed Peas. In the 2000s, Renee Sands would be the voice behind Pump It Up, a song used prominently in commercials for Crystal Light. Take your water from pale to pump. Oh, 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 oh,
Crystal Light. Pump it up. Here's a bit of loser in me. Said was the album's lead single, first released in late 2004. It never charted, but it did appear on the soundtrack for Go Figure, a 2005 figure skating movie for the Disney Channel. It also appeared on the 2005 Nickelodeon Kids' Choice compilation album. It was produced by David Frank. Frank was a member of the synth-pop duo The System, who had a number one hit on the Billboard R&B singles chart in 1987 with their song Don't Disturb This Groove. The following year, they hit number 23 in the R&B chart with the title track to the Eddie Murphy film, Coming to America. She Said also had a music video. Here's Larson talking about the song from behind the scenes of the She Said music video. An album for a year, so I thought that you know I'd come across a new title or someone else would not want me to do that. But um, I was actually at a Room 5 concert with my best friend, and I just got this idea to write a song about it. And there was just lyrics just like swirling in my head the entire the entire night. So like at midnight when I got home, I um, wrote on the computer. I wrote down everything that I had thought about, all the stuff that I was thinking, and it really is like the song that. I think best describes who I am. It's kind of, kind of funny, kind of rock, kind of dance. You know, it's kind of a mixture of everything. She said, she said get out of my way, cause I'm going somewhere. This is not where I want to be. You can say what you want. You can tell me I'm wrong. la di da la di da Get off of my back. Stop saying that, cause I'm not afraid of heights. I may never get where I'm going, yeah. But then again, I might. You can get. The album's liner notes include song lyrics with the occasional post-it note for some of the songs. For Invisible Girl, the post-it note reads, The first song I ever wrote, which is what she had mentioned in the interview that I quoted earlier. This is the song that got her signed. Larson is credited as the co-writer alongside Craig Bartok, who has been the guitarist for Heart since 2003. The single did manage to chart, reaching number 31 on the now-defunct Billboard Hot Singles sales chart. Another Larson co-write called Ugly is the album's closer. Well, kind of. After that song, the track listing reads Extra Credit, and then track 13, Hope Has Wings. It's not a hidden track, just extra credit. You know, the whole school thing. The song was co-produced by Corey Rooney and Dan Shea. 
The two had collaborated on songs before with Mariah Carey and Jennifer Lopez. Hope Has Wings also appeared in the 2005 direct-to-DVD animated movie Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus. The DVD also included a music video for the song. Larson would even promote the movie by performing the song at the 2005 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Right now, Barbie's first-ever original princess tale comes to life aboard Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus, furnished by Mattel. In the DVD, Barbie stars as the enchanting princess... Annika, who shares adventures in the magical cloud kingdom with Brietta the, the Pegasus, a beautiful winged horse, and learns valuable lessons about believing in your dreams. Along for the royal ride, a young performer whose meteoric career is the stuff of dreams. Singing Hope Has Wings, 16-year-old Universal Casablanca recording artist, Brie Larson. I was unable to find, the album was originally to come out in 2004, but the release was delayed multiple times. It never charted and reportedly sold only around 4,000 copies. It was only ever released on CD and copies are pretty hard to track down. However, it is streaming on Spotify. Another odd note is that it seems most of her touring for the record was prior to the release. In late summer of 2005, she was part of the Teen People's 2005 Rock and Shop Mall Tour alongside Jesse McCartney. Larson began work on a follow-up album, but it never happened, and it's been acting ever since. But before I go, let me circle back to one more song from the album, Done With Like, which was written by Larson along with Holly Brooke and John Ingoldsby. Why did I circle back to this song? Well, because back in 1987, John Inglesby was a credited musician on an album for Danish actress and model Bridget Nielsen. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.